Welcome to the Kim B. Davis Show. Here we'll talk to the leaders in technology, culture, business, and the arts. We'll cover politics, advocacy, motherhood, writing, mental health, and mostly we'll focus on hope. Join Kim B. Davis, author, playwright, radio personality, event consultant, professional speaker on the Kim B. Davis Show. Good evening and welcome to the Kim B. Davis Show. I'm your host, Kim B. Davis. And this evening, we have the pleasure of having Zondra Wimberly. She is a transition career coach, speaker, and author. And she's going to talk to us about how to transition between careers. Good evening, Zondra. How are you? Good evening, Kim. I am well. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Excellent. All right, Zondra. So let's get right to it because there's a lot going on. So People, you know, right now, there are jobs open on every street corner. Well, people are talking about, hmm, life balance. Do I like my boss? Do I like where I work? Do I like to have to commute to work? Hmm, those are all things I take into consideration. What would you tell someone based on your expertise? One, why you should consider transitioning to another career, if that is your dream, and how would they go about it? Well, I think uh, first, COVID, the pandemic has enlightened so many people, including myself. Mm-hmm. When we saw all of the transitions, the, the eternal transitions, people who passed away suddenly young, people who became ill, and some people who are still suffering from those effects, it just put things into perspective for many of us, for me as well, going to a job every day and not liking it, being miserable, uh, lying in bed every morning when the clock goes off and hitting snooze three and four times, <laughs> not because you're, you're tired or you're sleepy, but because you don't want to go into the workplace. I believe that many people took um, a retrospective look at their lives as to what they really wanted to do and realize that life is short. It's too short to be miserable. And so in that regard, we have the great, what is it called? The great resignation where people decided they made a decision that I don't want to do this. And they began to look at what they really wanted to do. And so that's your purpose. What you really want to do that thing that why, your why, the thing that makes you happy, the thing that gives you that internal joy and that inner peace that when you're doing it, even if you're not getting paid for it, you can't help but to do it. That is your purpose. And that is what people uh, began to gravitate to and, and really think about more as a result of the pandemic. So you'll have to remind me of the questions because I get I get excited about this subject matter and I'll just start talking. So your question was remind me of the question so I can answer it properly. So actually you answered it and you took me into a second question. And, and so our next question is all about purpose, which goes back to initially what I was asking you, why should someone do this? So talk to me, cause you just talked about what purpose is. So there are lots of people and, and I have had conversations with people who will say, you know, growing up, my mother said, or my father said, or my parents, my grandparents, you're going to be an educator, or you're going to go to law school, or you're going to go to medical school, or you're going to go to business school, because those are things 
that we know have solid career tracks. You can go into accounting. We know that we will always need accountants. We will always need doctors. We will always need lawyers and teachers, even though teachers now, you know, some of them are probably feeling like, "Mm, I don't know if this is the profession for me. However, you have these traditional quote unquote stable professions. And then people decide, I want to be a singer. I want to be an artist. I want to be an author. I want to draw murals. And they may have all the talent in the world. Someone may say to you, I want to make jewelry because that's their passion. And so I want to ask you two questions. The first one is passion a purpose? Or is passion something else? Does it relate to purpose? Talk to us a little bit about that. So passion and purpose are two different things. Passion is something that you just enjoy doing. And so I'll give you an example and I'll use myself. So Mm -hmm. I am passionate about baking. I really do enjoy baking. It's relaxing for me. I enjoy doing it. And I I love baked goods and I love home baked goods. I hate store-bought cakes and pies. I bake from scratch. I was taught by my mother and I actually have a baking business that I bake, uh, but I do it seasonally. I only do it during the winter months and I don't just love doing it constantly and consistently. It's not something that I just wake up every day thinking that I want to bake, but I am passionate about it. Purpose is that thing that you just can't get away from. It's the talent and the skill that God gave you. And you will notice people, and many times I do understand parents having a desire because we all want our best for our children to say, you're going to be a doctor, or you're going to be a lawyer because you believe that that child can do that. Just because we can do it and we can do it well, I can do many things well, but it's not that thing that God gave me, the creator put in me that I'm supposed to do. And so I have known people who've gone down that track and spent thousands of dollars to be educated in one area because they were smart enough to do it. They had the intellect to go to law school, to pass the bar, but then get out there and find, I don't want to do this. And like you said, I really want to make jewelry. So in those instances, those are the clients that I coach and I work with to make that transition because what the Lord does, and I am a spiritual person Mm -hmm. is those skills and those talents. And this happened for me, they don't go to waste. You just take them and you use them in that thing that you really were born to do. So I think you sort of answered my question, but I'm going to ask it again. So why is it important to follow your purpose? Because you get an inner peace, you have peace, you are happy, you are pleasing God. It's what you were born to do. And and I hear people say this many times in interviews. I love documentaries and I love biographies and I love when uh, the shows come on that give a perspective of someone in their career. And many times you will hear people say, oh, I was born to do this. I know I'm on this earth to do this, whether it's sing, whether it's act, whether it is being an artist, whatever it is. So when you are doing that, it is, it is important because first you're pleasing God. And secondly, you're happy and you know that you are doing what you're supposed to do. So you are fulfilling that purpose. So when did you realize that you, this is what you should actually be doing? So Kim, I am a storyteller and I, well, I realized 
that that was what I was supposed to do because I kept going from job to job. And I woke up one day and I said, okay, Lord, enough. (laughs) And because I have multiple things that I can do, like many of us, I can do several things well, I could get a job, but I got caught up in family, especially. And so most of my clients, my clientele and my target are women. So what happens? We, We become adults, we become wives, some of us, we become mothers, many of us, and then it becomes about the family. Sometimes we're taking care of aging parents. And so you do what you have to do to support the family and to take care of family. And then you slowly just begin to almost disappear what you want, what you really want to do. You do what you have to do. And what I found was that I was going from this job to that job and being, you know, having some measures of success in these jobs, but I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And so I had to take a step back and say, what is my why? as they call it. What is that thing that really, really resonates with me? What makes me happy? What would I do even if I didn't have to, even if I wasn't paid for it? What am I doing naturally? And that's how I came to my purpose. Excellent, excellent response. How can your business help someone to find their purpose so that they can do that transition? Because there are a lot of people, like you said, the great resignation. They are going from job to job looking for that great work environment, that great work experience, that fulfilling position and not finding it. So as a coach, I offer several things. Number one is one-on-one coaching for those that want that that hands-on, one-on-one, step-by-step. And I guide and I walk my clients through how to transition. I offer a masterclass. And that is an interactive uh, Zoom uh, class where we go through uh, over several weeks. There, it, everything is outlined and we walk you through the transition. Or there's also a, um, a self-service type of class that you can take uh, on your own at your own pace. So those are the options that I have. Excellent. Excellent. Um, how do you keep yourself encouraged? Because, you know... It is trying when you're trying to find your purpose and you're trying to discern, is this just passion? Because I like your example. You like to bake, but you don't necessarily want to become a baker or have your own bakery. Because a lot of times people will point to your passions and say, for example, my parents said to me when I was a kid, you love animals. You should be a veterinarian. I I don't want to have to euthanize an animal or see blood. No, no, thank you. That That's not my gift. And if you don't understand what your gifts and talents are, you don't necessarily know um, what position to pursue. And it can become defeating and depressing. What what do you, things do you do to help keep yourself encouraged, especially with mental well-being? Mental well-being is so important. And I find myself having to encourage myself daily. And so I have multiple things that I do. I actually talk to myself. I, I, I literally talk to myself out loud and tell myself it's going to be okay. I have affirmations. One of my favorite, it's actually a scripture. 
the scripture that I repeat to myself is no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And I make it personal. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I will speak that out loud when I am going through something, when things are hard. I am resolved, uh, Kim, and this has been one of the, the greatest things that has happened to me. When I know that I have done my best, I let it go and I don't worry about it. I refuse to allow myself to be um, just encumbered in uh, sorrow or to allow depression to come on me because of life, because of stress, because of pressure. So I give it my all. I am a perfectionist, which isn't a whole nother conversation. But when I know I have done the best that I could, when I have done my best to meet the schedule to help others, whether it's my children or my um, uh, clients, when I have given my very best, then that's, the, that's all that I have. If I've given you my best, that's all that I have. And I cannot uh, be concerned with what others may say or think or do. I have done my best. So I resolve that in me. It's very, very personal. And um, one of the other things that I do is I have learned to say no. Saying no is, <laughs> uh, is self-care. Yes. Because I have overscheduled myself mm -hmm. and overwhelmed myself by trying to be all things to all people. So saying no is actually self-care. We like to talk about massages, which is wonderful. I love a good massage, manicures and pedicures, having our hair done. So those kinds of services are fantastic, but there are other things that I do. And I have learned to say, no, I can't commit to that. No, I won't be able to give you my best. So I can't do that. And here's an alternative. So I will try to give an alternative if somebody asks me to do something that I can't do. The other thing that I do is as often as I can, I uh, take walks. So mm -hmm. I love the summer and the spring because I can get out in the fresh air. I take walks. And Kim, what I started to do during the, really right before the pandemic, I used to put my um, AirPods in and listen to music. I love music. Music helps to um, lighten my mood and it puts me in my happy place. I love it. I am a Prince fanatic. So I, I just go right back to the eighties when life was good and my parents were paying the bills and, and everything was well. So that helps me. But what I started to do was to turn all of that off and to go out and take a walk and just listen, listen to the rustling of the leaves, listen to the birds chirp, just listening and just listening and woosa. And that really helped my mental health, just taking a walk through my neighborhood. I don't ha necessarily have time to go to a gym. I don't have time to drive to a track and just get out and walk the neighborhood in that peace and that quiet. And many times issues that I have had, I have come up with solutions to them or I will receive something. It's just been very beneficial to my mental health. So that is what I do. Excellent. So I'm a Prince fan as well. I love music. And there are days when I just need to hear Prince and I'm walking. And I do the same. And then there are days, like you said, you take your AirPods off and you just listen to nature. You hear the dogs barking. In my neighborhood, we have bunnies. So you might hear the rustling of the leaves with a bunny in it or cats chasing something or children playing or just 
neighborhood you know what's who's playing what music in the neighborhood and you walk by and you sort of bounce a little bit because it's a song that you know and you keep going like oh that's a great song and you live in your thoughts I want to talk a little bit because I thought you said something that was very important and I have a a friend and we talk about perfectionism because it's something that we struggle with because when you're in a career and you are raised in a family who says, you know, we want you to be successful. We want you to be happy and fulfilled, but we need you to be able to pay your bills because we can't afford to take care of you. And you're in a situation where you're trying to, because we live in this society that says you work your day job until your passion or your purpose pays off so that you can quit your day job. And for some people, that is killing them because they work 40 hours on a job or 50, 60, depending on what it is that you do, and then come home at night and do the same thing. And we often hear stories, and I'll use your your baker example, where there will be people who say, yeah, I worked in the office, but I just love baking. That was my purpose. I'm the person that brings cakes and goodies to every office function, weddings, funerals. But at night, While everybody was sleeping, I was baking and I was cranking it out until it became such a success that I could let my other job go. Is that a good way to do that? Or should we think about that differently in that situation in terms of your expertise? That is absolutely a good way to do that. So anytime you want to make a transition, you plan for that transition. So with proper planning, there may be hard work and there may be sleepless nights and you may have to pull an all-nighter a time or two, but you plan. You plan for that financially, you save, uh, you sacrifice, and you put forth a, um, what I like to call your, uh, your 12-month plan. You put, you look at your finances, you look at your retirement, but you, good planning, proper planning will give you peace and will give you the focus to know that there's an end in sight. So that should be a temporary situation because you can't, that's not sustainable to do for Mm -hmm. long periods of time. But if you plan it properly, that's absolutely what my recommendation would be. Excellent. Excellent. So for the person who is struggling, Say they have a really great career, they make wonderful um, money, and just have an all-around great career, but they aren't fulfilled. And yet they're hesitant because they're like, I really wish I could do, but I'm not really sure about planning. I'm not really sure if I want to take that leap of faith. What would you say to them? How would you advise them? So first of all, they have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. their personal decision. It's what you want to do, because if you do what somebody tells you to do, it's not going to succeed. So if in your heart, you know that you want to make that transition, then you, again, you start with planning. You look at, and so there, for my clients, there are some that are near retirement. So they have maybe two years left in the retirement of the career that they don't want to get a full pension or to get the full benefit of that 401k or whatever their retirement plan would be. So then you put together a two-year plan. It's not, you don't necessarily have to quit now, but if you're going to feel more comfortable with getting, getting to that two-year mark, two years moves relatively quickly. 
I mean, we've been in this pandemic for two years and I can't believe it. I can remember like yesterday when it was announced that the governor was shutting the state down. It seems like that was yesterday. That was two years ago. Mm -hmm. So two years can move quickly. So you plan for those two years, you cut back on the things that you're spending so you can save money and have things to do, uh, have money to uh, move forward in your uh, new venture, whether it's a business or whatever it is, you get professional development if you need some sort of certification or whatever you need to do the uh, that thing, your why, the one thing that you really want to do. So everybody doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight for everyone, but the key is properly planning. Excellent. So one last question before we go. So the, with the great resignation, there has been a lot of talk about people becoming consultants because of various expertise in, you know, so many different industries. Are you seeing trends in transition? And if so, what are they? The trends that I am seeing in transition is people have realized that they really want to be happy. Mm-hmm. They have decided that I will not be miserable any longer. <laughs> and that is why there is the great resignation. Because, uh, employers, unfortunately, were not looking at the, the fact that they were not listening to their employees. You have to treat people well and know how to treat your employees to retain them. It is generally not about money, but it is how you treat them. Restaurant workers, mm-hmm. uh, you cannot just talk to people like dogs and expect them to, to continue to want to work for, for you. And then you want to throw them two or three or four more dollars and you didn't necessarily take um the PPE that was needed. Uh, seriously, I've heard about that, not necessarily providing that, not making the customers adhere to the guidelines. Mm-hmm. People were fearful and afraid for their lives and, and rightfully so. And so people decided that I no longer want to work in this industry. And so that has affected the service industry tremendously. But the way that uh, employers were treating employees had a great impact. And so those employees decided to do something different. I no longer, I used to enjoy being a server. I used to enjoy being a hospitality worker, but I don't have to do that because I can go and do something else and be safe and not be miserable and sit and lie in bed an extra 15 minutes because I don't want to go and deal with this horrible boss, (laughs) this this manager that uh, is just being a a tyrant. Mm -hmm. They've made decisions to do something differently to earn income and take care of their families. That, that's what I am seeing. Excellent. So I neglected, Amy, forgive me. Let's talk about this new book that you have coming out. Tell us about it, what inspired it, and tell us the name of your book. So the title of the book is From Boss to Boss. It is never too late to reclaim your dreams and live in purpose. And I actually have the cover I can show you. I don't know if we can see this. Yes. Excellent. Wow. Look at that. Emotional piece. And Mm -hmm. this is the book. The book. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so the book is actually my journey to finding my purpose. It is it. And it offers steps for others to find their purpose as well and to be able to transition from being in an unfulfilling job or career 
to your dream job or your dream career, having peace and happiness and having that inner joy every day when you get up to do what you do. Excellent. So tell us when the book will be available and how can we purchase it? So the book will be available next month, April of 2022. It will be available on Amazon and via my website, which is zondrawimberly.com. That's Z-A-U-N-D-R-A-W-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y.com. Excellent. Excellent. Sandra, thank you so much for coming on the Kim B. Davis show and talking to us about what it's like to be a transition career coach and how you assist others. Before you go, tell us how we can find you. Tell us your website again and tell us when it will be live. And then tell us what your social media handles are, because there are people that like to follow people on social media and reach out and ask questions as well. Great. My website is ZondraWimberly.com. That website will be live this week. Today is Wednesday. That website will be live by Saturday of this week. Just some finishing touches. I talked about being a perfectionist. So I want it to be really good when it goes live. My I can be reached on LinkedIn at Zondra Wimberly. I can be reached on Facebook. Dream Z, that is the name of my company, Dream Z Enterprises. So you can look my name up or Dream Z. I'm also on Twitter as Pro Zandra W. Excellent. And if we want to book you for your services, because we're thinking about transitioning in our careers, how will we reach you? Is it the same way you just said? Absolutely. You can reach out to me. You can DM me. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn or through my website. There's a contact link, ZondraWimberly.com. Excellent. Thank you, Zandra. I appreciate you coming on the Kim B. Davis show. We hope that you'll join us again when your book drops so we can talk about it some more because I know that there will be some interesting gems in there that can help some people transition from career to career and find that joy and peace that they're looking looking for in fulfilling their life. Thank you, Kim. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for tuning into the Kimby Davis show. You know, you can always find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, everywhere on social media. And Bachelor is spelled B-A-T-C-H-E-L-O-R. You can see this show on youtube.com forward slash Kimberly Bachelor Davis. You can also hear this show on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google. And we just were asked to be on a new platform called Wisdom. Stay tuned. There will be more details coming on that. It's like Clubhouse. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. So you'll have another way to reach us. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll join in for our next show. And as always, remember, be magnificent.